0: I tell you all the time how much I like On Demand. Let me tell you why. Because I like getting my food when I like it. I just am like that. I like to go to the menu and say, I want this and not that. So this is one of those moments when you've chosen to be with us and we're honored to have you with us. So open up the word of God. Join me today as I take you on a journey that will change your life and lift your spirit and give you vision for your future. God's best will come your way. Enjoy today's message. There's, a, there, there's an interesting... Um, bottom line message today that has two simple points. We're going to talk about unrested people and rebellious people. And my argument is going to be that if you are unrested, some of the things you dream will never be possible because a tired, exhausted person just doesn't make good choices. Rebellious people disqualify themselves. Because they're always pushing against any advice or any insight. So you want to avoid both extremes. Being overly tired and, and, then, and, and never reaching, and this is what's frustrating, when you, you, when you feel like I've never reached my goals, hope deferred, the Bible says make the heart grow sick. When you can, you never feel like you've gotten there. When Hebrews chapter 4 verse 8, there's a statement made about something God promised His people. Rest, simple word. And the argument is, you never got there. And rest in Scripture here refers to God's ultimate best for you. There remains a rest for the people of God. The question is, why haven't they received it? Why isn't your life as good as it's supposed to be? Tell me what happened to you between here and there that robbed you of God's best. You are unrested, you're struggling emotionally. And the question is, why? You go to church enough, you read the Bible enough, tell me why. Here's what he says in, jo- in Hebrews 4, eight. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken of another day later on. So then there remains still a, re- a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his. Let us therefore strive to enter that rest so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. This is a sermon that asks a question about your fatigue level. Look at your neighbor and say, are you tired? Come on, ask them, say, are you tired? That's just, 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 just. And, and that, that is the question. There's something that happens when you are tired. The text implies that obedience is linked to rest. So, the bigger question today is going to be, are you a rebellious person who's tired because you refuse to do what he said? D- that There's disobedience linked to it. Now, with your kids, you've seen it, right? Or, you know, you've got people in school, and they, they have a test, and they know they have a test on the 15th, but they don't start studying until the 14th. And, and you see the panic, and you see the struggle, and you know, okay, you... You were supposed to do A, B, and C, but you didn't do it when you were supposed to do it, and so now you're under pressure. And so your whole life is full of this unrest. And, and generally what he says is, th- there is there is rebellion potentially in your life. So are you a rebellious person? And You might say, well, that's a harsh word. No, I understand. It's hard. It is. hard. It is a harsh I didn't want to use it. But for the sake of this conversation, Think with me and ask this question. Am I stubborn? That's what the word means. Am I a person who resists, pushes against? Wars. I go to war against things. Your parents ask you to clean the room up and you just, I'm not doing it yet. Can I do it later? Yes. Why, why is it always later? Why do you always push against advice? Pick up your clothes. I, when I get ready, I'm, and here's a word we love. I am grown. Oh, boy. Mm. I'm a grown man. I'm a grown woman. I can lay my clothes down. Whatever you want to do. And so you push push against boundaries, rules, guidelines, anything at all. (laughs) Anything at all. And there's something fundamental about, let me say it another way. There's something tragic about that mindset. Because that means it's hard to send you help. Because you confuse coaching with criticism. When someone's trying to coach you through something, you view it as a criticism. And so it's difficult to help you. So you have to think about this. Am I, am I in a state of unrest in my life because I'm rebellious? On my job, I am constantly at odds with the supervisor because the supervisor just reminds me, you've got to come on time. The supervisor just reminds me that I didn't hire you to witness to everybody here and get them to come to Jesus. You're supposed to answer the phone. You're supposed to that's your job. I know you are evangelist, but can you do it outside the job? Jesus said, go into all the world. Well, I'm going to send you to the world if you don't stop witnessing everybody on this job. I didn't ask you to win everybody to Jesus in here. So, so the unrest in your life is, is potentially tied to the way you resist any kind of input or insight. And normally it's what I call a slow road. There's a slow road to rebellion, disobedience, and disobedience which ends up leading to fatigue there's a slow road that leads you down that path it's not all of a sudden it's it's subtle and i want you to listen to what he says in chapter um three verse seven of hebrews go back a chapter here and i want to read it for you and i want you to write a couple of verses down because these are verses are not in your notes ready psalms 95 i'm about to quote a verse to you in hebrews chapter three verse seven but it's from psalms 95 where's it from Psalms 95, Psalms 95, by midway, Psalms 95. And then it's also the record of Numbers chapter 13 and 14. So Psalms 95, okay, and then Numbers 13 through 14. This is where the the verse I'm about to read comes from, okay? Now listen to what he says. Therefore, this is Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7. Now, you ready with me? Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you hear his voice, listen carefully, today, when did he say? Today. Today, I want you to hear Today, if you hear his voice, do not do what? Harden your hearts as in the rebellion. On the day of testing in the wilderness. So he refers back to a time when Israel tested him in the wilderness. They were rebellious. Verse 9. Where your fathers put me to the test and saw my works for my 40, watch this now, for 40 years. Therefore I was provoked, big word, with with that generation and said, they always go astray. What do they always do? Always, always, always go astray. In their heart, it starts inside. That's, that's, where, that's where it all starts and they have not known my ways and I have sworn in my wrath they shall not enter my what? rest they'll never get to my best and if you'll note there are five observations that describe rebellion and I want you to measure yourself against these number one rebellious people don't listen to mature voices rebellious people don't do that repeat it with me please come on So rebellious people don't listen to mature voices that is an important question. Do I listen to wise, mature people? Number two, rebellious people harden their hearts. Number three, rebellious people provoke God to anger. They force you into a spot. It's, man, you just got to be clear that people can pick you up and put you in a place you don't need to be. Number four, rebellious people always wander off. It's just always going astray. It's just, wow. It's just, you know, it's just, I've always as a pastor, not just, I've not kept attendance. Maybe I should. Because when people see me and they haven't been to church, they want to apologize. And I say, they don't have to apologize. I don't know, you, were you, here? you weren't here? Okay, I'm back. I didn't know you left. you back? Okay. I mean, I'm not, the, I just don't hunt people down like that. I don't think it's necessary. But if you, if you look at yourself and say, am I always wandering off? I'm in, I'm out, I'm here, I'm there, I'm this, it's So how, how can you be trusted is a big question with anything. And then number five, rebellious people never get to a place of rest. They, just, they, never, they never enjoy the rest. That's what he said. They shall not enter my rest. And so you have to ask yourself, does that sound like me? Am I, because this is what I'm trying to get to is why is your life always our people? Why is it always tossed up and down? Why is it always like this, this, this? This, this major WWF fight, could it be it's not somebody outside doing something to you that you have made, you've made a habit of rebelling and pushing against and excusing things when in reality you just have to have that real moment with yourself when you go, okay, here's the truth. I have a belief problem, which takes me to the seven things I want to leave you with. There are seven ways to help you identify rebellion in your life, and it's in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1 through 16. I want to give you, if I can, seven ways. The first thing I want you to do is I want you to look at what you believe. What you believe is a, is a reason why you push against things. If, I, if, if you don't have faith in what Scripture says or what God says or what anybody says, you won't do it. That's why the verse when he says, according to your faith, so be it unto you, he's simply saying, hey, listen, if you don't believe in cooking, guess what you don't do? Thank you. You know, if you don't believe in cleaning, what don't you do? Come on, say it out loud. What don't you do? Clean. You, just, you need to look around and say, I don't believe in cleaning. How do I know? Look around. I don't believe in filling the blanks. I don't know what it is. Your belief system has a direct impact on your rest and your rebellion. You rebel against what you don't believe. And there are a lot of things you don't believe. How many married people do we have in the house? Raise your hand. Are you ashamed? Are you married? Put your hands up. Are you married? Higher, higher, higher. Thank you. Own it, own it. Now, watch this. Now, honestly, how honest you are in church, okay? How many of you don't agree with, with something, you, you disagreed with your spouse? Raise your hand. You don't believe everything they believe, right? Okay, fine. Thank you. There, there are moments, how many of you have, have parents? I'm waiting for you. Even if they passed on, you've had parents in your life. Raise your hand. Okay, thank you. Okay, thank you. Did you agree with them? I almost want to ask you what didn't you agree with. That'd be fun, right? What did you? <laughs> I want to, at least two. What didn't? My kids can't say anything. But what didn't you agree with? Give me one thing. What didn't you? I didn't agree. I don't say anything awful either. Okay. Don't say anything awful, please. What did I say? Don't say anything awful. Okay. Come on. What? Give me one. One thing. What? What? Whippings. That's not awful. Okay. That's good. What? Whippings. What? What else? What else? what now choosing. choosing your friends yes curfew time hate curfew time, hey, curfew time. I want to stay out all night that's right uh, you know <laughs> this is a little bit longer right so understand you didn't believe what they said and that affects your pushback if you if you can get honest about your pushback and say i'm pushing back because i don't believe in giving i believe in receiving <laughs> i don't believe in helping i believe in watching if you can get honest with yourself, there's something about that that changes everything. Now, watch what he says in the text. This is important. And I'll read through this when we get home quick here. Here's what he said. He said, and therefore, while the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us fear lest least any of you should seem to have failed to reach it. For good news came to us just as to them. Uh, this is in Hebrews chapter 4, right? Uh, but the message they had, they heard did not benefit them because they were not united by what? faith they didn't believe verse 3 for we who have believed enter into the rest as i swore in my wrath they shall not enter our rest notice the issue was you didn't enter in he said because they didn't believe so look at your belief system you, if if you're not enjoying the life he promised the rest he promised look at look at the belief system it it, it really is impactful number two look at look at your schedule Look at your belief system, look at your schedule, okay? I love the way he does this in verse 4. For he says this, for he has somewhere spoken of the seventh day in this way. God rested on what day? From all his works. So here's here's what he says. If you are are always going and you never stop, I love the way he mentions, he says, you're, you're, you're not believing what I modeled for you. The first problem is your schedule. You're exhausted because of your schedule. You said, come on, Pastor Rick, what do you mean? It's what he said. He mentions the Sabbath rest. Not Sabbath church service. Sorry. I always have a great time with my friends who are Seventh day Adventists whom I love and appreciate so much. But the guys who preach on Sabbath, I think, are you you resting? What? you You think this is my off day? This is not my off day. Sabbath is more than just a church service. It's more than that. It's about having a lifestyle of balance. The whole Sabbath principle is more about balance than having a day of worship. It's about you stopping. God ceased work on the seventh day. You know, and and it's not because he was tired. It's because he was modeling something for us. So here's what I can tell you. If there's unrest in your life, right, are are you the kind of person who's rebelled in your schedule? It's out of control. It's out of control. People always tell me, says, you're a pastor. That means you're seven days a week, 24 hours a day. It's not me. I clock out. When I finish one more service, I'm out of here. Bam, that's three for the weekend. What am I going to do? Nothing. Uh, you got to have a day of sto- a stopping date. The reason your family and your life is in unrest is because look at your schedule. Look at what you believe. Look at your schedule number three. Watch this now. Look at the level of fatigue. Verse 5 says, and again, in this passage, he said, they shall not enter my rest since therefore it remains for some to enter it. And those who formerly received the good news fail to enter in because of disobedience. Well, they failed in because of what? Disobedience. Sometimes your fatigue level is linked to disobedience. The reason you're tired is because you disobeyed. So I look, look at your fatigue level, and if I see your fatigue level, is tilted way down, I would say, this person is not obeying something. Something's wrong. And, and, and if I can have that honest moment with myself and say, Temple, um, you can get a lot done, but you shouldn't feel this way, this tilted. So look at my, what I believe, look at my schedule, look at, what, look at, my, look at my level of fatigue, okay, and then here's another one, look at my response time. Verse 7 is amazing. Again, he points a certain day. Today, saying through David so long afterward in the words already quoted. Read it with me, please. Come on. Today, if you hear his voice. Start over again. So what does it say? What now? Today, if you hear his voice. One more time. What did he say? When? Today, if you hear his voice, do not do what? Harden your hearts. He says, here's, look at your response time. Do you respond today or is it next week or next year or how long is it going to take? If I want to know, am I rebellious, I need to look and see my fatigue level. I need to look and see what I believe. I need, to, I need to take a moment and look at my schedule. I need to take a moment and look at my response time. And then here's another one, number five. I need to look at my failure rate. Oh, boy. Verse 11. Let us, therefore, strive to enter that rest so that no one may, what, fall by the same sort of disobedience. In other words, he says, you can look at the failure rate, look at the fall, and you can say, ah, That is a sign of disobedience right there. That's rebellion. I, I, I look at my life and I, I challenge myself. Temple, you can't be this tired. You can't, you can't allow yourself to stay on this road. This is the wrong road. This is a sign of rebellion. That's why you are restless. That's why I, churches, oh, you look, churches are too busy. I don't have a midweek service normally because. I don't want to preach all that much. That may sound lazy to you, but three times a year, and they had to remind me, three times a year we have midweek services for six weeks. And you know what we do the rest of the time? Nothing. You're a soldier who spends all your time in the barracks, marching around with your gun. You don't have time to go win the world because you're never in the world. You're always in church. You come Tuesday night for prayer, Wednesday night for Bible study, Thursday night for passage. I don't know, Friday night we've had this service. And then these Sunday, Saturday, all day Sunday. You get here at 8 o'clock, not, what, not 9.45, stay to 3 or 4 o'clock, everybody tired. Now, you, you, may, you may say, Pastor Rick, don't you love the Lord? I do. But, but he doesn't want me to, to live... Somebody felt the spirit on that one. Amen. They felt the spirit. That girl said, "Thank you, Jesus." It, you know, at some point, and then you have an offering for all the services. That's even more funny to me. You know, it's like, it's like, you know, you know. I, I, I just can't. I had, to, I had I'm getting off a little bit. I had to tell the pastor. He's a great guy. He was raising. A, he was complaining because the offering on Tuesday night was not as strong as the offering on Sunday. I said, "Well, dude, they didn't have to. They didn't get paid again." Nobody got paid again. Everybody, you know what I'm saying, it's two days. What you mean? He had to laugh himself. He said, yeah, you're right, man, you're right. What are you doing? What are you doing? Okay. Who oh, help us, God. Help us, Jesus. Help us. Your failure rate should be a message to you. Number, number six, look at your thoughts and intentions. I love verse 12 because in chapter 4, verse 12, it's this great statement. Here's what it says. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, right? Piercing and to the division of the soul and the spirit of the joints and the marrow, discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Pause right there. The word of God helps you discern your thoughts and intentions. Here's what I believe is true. Sometimes when you look at your thoughts and intentions and you tell the truth, you tell the truth, you can see if you're rebellious or not ready scenario you ready okay I'm going over to so-and-so's house because we're going to read the Bible that's what we're going over for because we like to read the Bible that ain't what your intentions are you know that ain't no Bible you can't when you get over there you can't you didn't read the Bible the last time you was over there <laughs> <laughs> you know you need to tell yourself the truth you need to tell <laughs> <laughs> oh God help me Jesus point your hands this way say don't say that Pastor Rick come on don't say that <laughs> how many want me to say that say it. good there you go <laughs> let me tell you, this is true this is, this is a true story, I was in high school I was in high school, I was saved, you know, high school was saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Spirit and this girl, she stood up in the class, It's true she, she said, I like fornication, she just said it she just said it out loud in front of everybody, she just said I like it now, deal with that, and she sat out I said, well, wow <laughs> do I witness to her? do I tell her about Jesus? do I, you know, she said, no, don't talk to me about Jesus I'm telling you what I like, that's it, bam it's, And I mean, what what I love is, I love honesty. Christians lie to themselves all the time. You know, you come in here and you look holy, but you know the story. You you look across the room, you can't hardly focus on me, your eyes. (laughs) If you can get honest and say, I intend to cheat today. I intend to lie. I intend, this is the truth. You're going to get further in life. I'm telling you, you'll get somewhere if you can tell the truth. You go to school, you didn't say, I don't plan on studying. I'm here to find me a man. I ain't here to learn nothing. I don't want to learn algebra, math, science. I'm here for a woman. That's why I want. You know, that's the truth. Waste your parents' money. You waste everybody's money. You know, you need to just tell the truth. Can I say the truth? Yes. You need to tell the truth. You need to stop lying to yourself. That's why when people come to me and they tell me stuff, and they, they say, Pastor, I'm going to tell you something. It's going to disappoint you about me. And I, I'll guess it. I said, did you do this? Oh, how'd you know? I said, well, you look like it. <laughs> I can tell. How you know I can tell? I love, <laughs> you know what I love to do? This is the truth. I love I love going downtown. I love I love hanging out with my wife, you know. And so sometimes I see members, and they don't know I see them. And they just be this, I mean, it's so it's hilarious. I mean, especially some of the sisters in downtown. And they don't know I'm naked. They, they just strutting. They going left, right, sideways, <laughs> all over. I mean, bam, left and <laughs> And I know it's cold outside you ain't got nothing on. You know what I'm saying? And then when they see me, they see me, they go, oh, Pastor Ricky. Pastor Ricky. I say, oh, girl, let it go. Let's be yourself. Whatever you're doing to work with. I, I tell the story about one of my members. He was cussing. Boy, he was cussing somebody. He was cussing good. He was a black belt cusser. I didn't know he could cuss that good. <laughs> he was cussing on the storm, and I was watching him. I stood there for a while. Go cuss. Boy, I sat down. Go ahead. He's going in. Boy, he was cussing him. And I sat down, and he looked around, and he, you know how you in the middle? He cuss. Blah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, go, on, man. You're doing good, bro. You got it. Black belt cuss. I didn't know you cussed that good. Say with me. They say, tell the, truth. tell the truth. It's something about being honest with yourself. When I see people dating, hold on, buckle up. This is the truth. This is me. <laughs> I assume you're fornicating. I don't think you're not. You have to convince me you're not. I'm going to tell you now. I just know you are. I uh-uh. No, I don't believe it. <laughs> and I'm not going to pick on you because I'm not trying to raise a phony church. Come on, come on, come on! Give us some. Pr- I'm, I'm trying to be honest, and it's all ages. It ain't no young people only. Some of you, you older people, you ain't changed. <laughs> you just have less opportunity. But you, if opportunity <laughs> present itself, you the same way. Grandmom and all of them the same way. It ain't no difference. All right now. Everybody say, where's that in the notes? I'm trying to follow it. (laughs) You know, I got all off the page. No, I'm trying to help you. You are rebellious and you're not honest. You are are rebelling and you are pushing against God and you are resistant. And if you can tell the truth, you can start healing. But you will never get farther in life if you're dishonest. You have to tell yourself the truth. You have to tell people, no, I cannot go out with you because if I go out with you, I will sin against God and myself. No. You are a temptation to me. No. You need to say, I'm not going to hang with you because I'm going to commit crimes. I'm going to steal stuff if I hang with you. I'm, I'm going to go to the Walmart and come out with five pieces of clothes <laughs> hidden under my, because every time I'm with you, I steal something. You need to tell the truth. Some people bring stuff out of you, and you need to say, you, I can't hang with you. you. You take me out of myself, or you make me, really, you make me my real self. I'm trying to become a new self. And there's something about being that kind of person. It changes everything. I close with this, ready? Verse 14, look at your lifestyle confessions. So you read all seven, ready? Number one, look at what you believe. Say that with me, please, come on. Come on, look at your schedule. Look at your level of fatigue. Look at your response time. Look at your failure rate. Look at your thoughts and intentions. And look at your lifestyle confessions. Here's what he says, verse 14. Since then, since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God. Let us hold fast our what? Confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. But one who is in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. He didn't give in, but he had the same exact temptation as you've had. Let us then with confidence. I love that. Confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. Here's what he's saying. Don't be phony. You don't, you're not dealing with someone who can't relate to your weaknesses or your issues. He understands the unrest in your life. He understands that all, that's, all, all of that is rooted in a resistance. And here's what you have to say. And this takes courage. Courage. You have to find somebody you really trust and you really love and somebody that you can, you can be accountable to and someone that's a stopper in your life and say, you know, I heard a sermon today that really spoke to me. Can we talk about three areas of my life I want to just talk to somebody about? Or one area of my life I want to just talk about? Now, I want, I want to find a way free. I want to find a way to be free. Sometimes it starts with you standing in the mirror and talking to yourself, saying, listen, uh, Rick Temple. Okay, you need to get a grip on this, but. A little bit out of control. And there's, there's that moment when you go to the Father and you say, Father, I get it. I get it. There's too much unrest in my life. I've obviously been rebelling. My fruits, my fruits say I have not stopped long enough to talk to you for real. So would you please stand as we close in prayer? Some of you are a little bit confused. Are we done? Yeah. Yeah. It don't take all day. Longer doesn't mean you get it. Father, today we come. Acknowledging our weaknesses and our sin. Thank you for loving us even in our imperfections. And we ask you to help us deal with the unrest in our life and the rebellion in our life the constant upheavals challenges are a part of life but you wanted you died on the cross to give us freedom and there are people in this room who've heard this message some at home who've heard this message some on demand who've heard this message and they've said I realize that I need God in my life for real and I want to pray a prayer today God that invites you into my life I want to invite you to be the Lord of my life. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, and if you say, Pastor Rick, I'm, that this prayer is for me, I need what you said today made me realize I have been in rebellion. I have not been serving Him, and maybe you're a good per, you're a good person, but you just didn't realize that you need to make another commitment to God that's that's deeper than one you've ever made, and you realize I need to give my life to Jesus in another at another level, and and some may say, after hearing you today, I never really did. I've always been in rebellion. I've never really surrendered my life to Christ. With every head bowed, every eye closed, every hand down for just a moment, if you would simply raise your hand and say, pray for me. Let me see. Who who am I praying for today? I see one. I see two. Who am I praying for today? I see three. Do I see anybody else? Am I seeing more people? Where am I seeing you? Thank you. I see you. Thank you. Let's pray together, shall we, for all these who raise their hand. I see you. Thank you. Father, we pray for those who raise their hands and many who raise their hearts today. Let this be the moment when they say, Jesus, I invite you to be the Lord of my life and may this be the day that my life will never go in the, in, in, in the direction it's been going I trust you and I surrender my life to you and I give you all the praise can you pray this prayer with me say Jesus today is the day I surrender my life to you thank you for loving me and receiving me right where I am Jesus died on the cross to set me free and I receive I receive his forgiveness, I receive God's grace and blessing and rest in my life. Can you give God a big hand clap, can you do it? Right. Come on, a big hand clap. Father, we thank you for that. Sometimes in life you hear a message that can help you. I hope what you've heard today has helped you. I want to pray for you today that this can be the beginning of a new way for you. Father, I pray for those who've heard this message. May it give them life and strength and courage And I pray that they would find help and healing in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being with us. We're glad you're with us. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.